Welcome to Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday, where all your questions for your primary care doctor are answered. Our goal is to help our listeners make their wellness a priority and live out long, enjoyable, and fulfilling lives. All right, we are on. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Weekly Dose with Dr. Uday. I have an amazing guest with me today, Dr. Isabel Amik, and she is coming to us from uh, Denver, Colorado, and she's going to be talking to us all about gout. I see quite a few patients with um, this, and so this is going to be quite informative. So before I get started, I'm going to start with introductions, and then we're going to get right into what we have. So um, I'll start with myself. For those that don't know me, My name is Dr. Uday. I'm a board-certified family medicine physician. I'm based in Martinsburg, West Virginia. I own a primary care practice, namely Apple Valley Family Medicine. I also provide aesthetic services. And with both modalities, my goal is to have my patients not only feeling good, but looking good. So um, a little bit about Dr. Isabel Amik. Um, She is a rheumatologist. She's trained... um, both in Paris and Columbia University in New York City. She is based in Denver, Colorado, just like I said. Um, She's a contributing author to multiple scientific articles. At age 40, she was diagnosed with stage four metastatic breast cancer. Her journey through cancer inspired her to learn more about the power of alternative techniques, such as meditation, visualization, energy, healing, and love. She has incorporated her newfound knowledge and experience of alternative techniques into her current practice. That is beautiful. Welcome, Dr. Meek. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. All right. So we're actually just going to go right into it. So the topic is gout. What is it from your perspective? Yeah. Great question. What is gout? So gout actually is the end point of an accumulation of too much uric acid. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not, so that those are like crystals. And so it can crystallize and cause deposit into your joint. And that can become very inflammatory, causing pain, swelling, warmth, as well as fever. When you have so much, you can actually develop fever. So that is what we call gout. Gout is really like the, you know, the joint manifestation of too much uric acid. Absolutely. So you kind of went into it a little bit. So the symptoms um, that people would expect from gout. Yeah, absolutely. So before I go over this, I think it's really important to take back, to take us back and to realize that, yeah, I could talk of knee joint, a joint and we can talk on knee joints. But very often what I'm realizing is that a lot of patients, they actually have over manifestation of too much uric acid in their body. So, and, and so if you have had once or twice some kidney stones, you mm-hmm. have to know that that can be associated with gout. So if you have had kidney stones and if you have joint pain that's inflammatory and we're going to talk about it, then you have to think, oh, could I post- potentially have gout? Mm. Okay, uh, because really the end point is like the, the, the main issue is this accumulation of, of uric acid. And we'll talk more about this if you want. But the presentation in terms of gout is usually it's someone that really likes to live. Right. So it's uh, it's someone like we call that a bon vivant in French. It's someone oh. that likes 
to eat, that likes to drink, that likes to have fun, right? Uh, and there's nothing wrong about this. Um, the issue is if you have pain. <laughs> and so uh, we want you to have a good life without pain, right? And so the presentation, usually, like, you know, in books, if you read, it's going to be a um, toe that's swollen, the first toe, the big toe on the side that gets very swollen, very painful, very red, very warm. And basically, the pain is so severe that even the touch of a sheet would actually be painful. It's like one of the worst pain you can ever have. And so when you have that very often as rheumatologists, we're like, yeah, this probably is gout. And then you look for other signs. So if there has been a kidney stone, then you're almost certain that there's gout after the gout. Uh, and then you check, you know, some blood work, but really like the pain. And so, yes, gout likes the foot for some reason. It really likes that first toe, but you mm -hmm. can have joint issues all over your body. So you can have it uh, after the toe, like the second most common uh, place is the knees. Mm -hmm. uh, you can have one knee or two knees that are involved, like both knees that are involved, but very often it's just one knee. Uh, and then it can happen also in the fingers, in the wrist, in the elbow, elbow, it loves the elbow as well, shoulders, etc. So really it's just an inflammatory type of pain. And, and when you have it, you know, like it's really a horrible pain, something that, you know, wakes <laughs> you up. Um, but so that's, that's the, the presentation. And of course, if you have a lot of burden of your joints, you can develop fever. And what's happening, and so this is where it's so important for me to educate both mm -hmm. patients and their physicians, is that the, the presentation of gout can really look like you have septic arthritis, which is when you have an infection of your joint. And it really can look the same. It's like just one joint and, or maybe two, but you know, it's, it's like super swollen, super red. There's like, when, if you, we were to take the temperature, there's fever. Uh, and then the blood work shows, you know, that you have elevated white blood cell, which is something that we see with infection, elevated CRP, SR. And this is where it's very unfortunate. I've had patients who had their toe cut Wow. because they thought that this was an infection of the bone. And they're like, it's not, it's, or, you know, it's, it's really just gout and gout can be very inflammatory and very destructive. And you have to make sure that this is not gout before. Um, Leading into it, but I was going to ask formally how you diagnose it. And yeah, so it's very good. So up till recently, the diagnosis was made uh, like the, the, the gold standard, and I think it still is, the gold standard is to do an arthrosynthesis, which is basically getting some fluid from the joint. So, or your patients, right? So do, like, imagine that this is your knee, like actually it would be like this, but uh, that, that's the joint, right? Like one end of the bone, the other end of the bone, they sit, but they sit on fluid. And so I'm, I'm trying to create like this pocket, right? There's a pocket that's there. And inside that bucket, there's fluid. And when there is inflammation, that fluid is going to go up, right? And so it's very easy to get some fluid out and send it for analysis. And you send it for analysis. Usually, it looks very inflammatory. Mm -hmm. But what's really going to tell you that this is not infectious is, one, there is no infection. So you don't see bacteria and so on. And two, you can see crystal of uric acid in it. And it's quite beautiful, actually. <laughs> <to watch. laughs> yeah. For the doctor, it is. The patient, they're like, mm, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, I've I've shown it to some patients and they also thought it was beautiful. Oh, the they were like, oh, this is the, the gift that doesn't give, you know, <laughs> it's beautiful, but I don't want it. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Let's take it away. But yeah, so that's the, that's number one. That's, that's the most common way to diagnose it. And, and again, before you remove a tool, get some fluid out to just make sure that you don't have gout. So that's number one. The number two is uh, you can actually kind of be pretty suspicious of gout if you have had kidney stones and the kidney stones were not radio-opaque, so it wasn't the calcium uh, kidney stones. Uh, and if you have toes that are involved, so what we call podogras, which is that first toe that gets very inflamed. Um, those, like with this, you're, like, and you have an elevated uric acid in your blood, you're pretty sure you're dealing with gout. But the gold standard really is that um, uh, uh, crystal seen on synovial fluid. And then there are you know, new ways to diagnose gout, which uh, incorporates um, ultrasound. And it's, it's really cool to have the ultrasound do that for us. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. so let's lead right into treatment. So what are the options on treatment for the patient? Yeah, so... Um, the first thing to think, all right, so you have an issue with uric acid, all right? I mean, not you. <laughs> when you have gout, there is an issue with uric acid. And so it's always, you always have to think. The uric acid comes from the breakdown of usually uh, uh, cells, right? And so what's happening here is either there is an issue with getting rid of the uric acid and you don't get rid enough of that uric acid. So it's the kidneys that are, a problem. And, and the truth is that we see more gout in patients who have kidney issues, right? Okay. Or there is too much production of uric acid, uh, or too much uh, production of uric acid. And the, the main cause of this overproduction is usually is um, because you're eating too much, uh, you know, high purine diet, which is basically a lot of animal protein. And that can cause that uh, and or, you know, uh, just too much protein. And so when I was saying bon vivant, you know, when you're eating, when you really like to eat a lot. And that's the, that's the issue is that if you love seafood, red meat, and that's all you're eating, you have a lot of chances to get a gout, especially if suddenly, you know, one of your dog is putting a blood pressure medicine or heart failure medicine. Uh, and so then your kidneys are not, are trying to do their best, but that you have too much uric acid. Uh, so once you understand this, then you're like, oh, then there's things that I can do. Right. Number one, right, is I'm going to try to eliminate or decrease the, the amount of purine that I'm eating. And so that's what we call a low purine diet. And, you know, I know that we talk a lot about this, like the whole food plant-based, but there's a reason. It's just, it's just better for our body. Uh, and so that's pretty much what I recommend, which is like, if you do a whole food plant-based, you have a low purine diet. Uh, because what causes gout? It's usually eating a ton of red meat, eating seafood, because it's really food in, uh, it's really rich in a purine. Uh, and, the rest really is not as much. I've seen patients have a gout uh, flare because of mushroom uh, yeah. or, you know, but usually or you know, beer, uh, but usually like try to decrease the beer, try to decrease the red meat and the seafood. And normally you should be much better. Now, 
yes, you know, some patients, they are able to get rid of their gout with this, which is wonderful, right? Because it's, it's the best when you don't need medication. And several ones, it's not enough. And you have to realize this is also that's, that can have a part that's um, genetic component to it. And you're just unlucky. And that is what it is. And, you know, because you have this, um, this unluckiness, <laughs> you have to realize you probably have some other health luck, right? Because the, the way that we have evolved in, uh, in uh, like the human body has evolved, there's always a reason why things happen. So yes, maybe you have gout, but maybe you had less of something else, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, so then the second part would be, once you've done the low purine diet, is to actually try to decrease the uric acid production. And so we have many treatments. No, not that many, but we have treatment. We have options. We definitely have more than 30 years ago, which is great. Uh, so you may have heard of allopurinol, uric, and so on. But so that's, you know, that's to decree, like to help removing some of this. Um, and then what you have to realize is this is helping the uric acid levels in your body, but it doesn't help with the pain. Mm. And in fact, because you're moving the uric acid level, you may have a flare. So you have to really be clear when uh, we have patients that are starting their treatments that we have to treat to start this allopurinol or, you know, whatever we, we start you with, with a medicine that's going to decrease the pain associated mm. with flare. And so that is uh, a colchicine usually. I like, I love colchicine because it's not renal, like it doesn't cause too much renal issues. Uh, but some of the people will just give anti-inflammatory. Uh, and the reason I, I always do that is when most of the time the patients come with pain. So you want to decrease the pain. And right. second is that the moment I'm going to start a, a urine uric lowering agent i want to make sure that we don't have pain so we just give this so that there's no flare uh, because the worst is when patients start this you know uric lowering therapy develop a flare and i'm like i'm never gonna go on this ever again because you are the reason i got a flare i was okay and then with you i got a flare so you don't want this to happen <laughs> uh, and so that's the rookie mistake of the medical student you know that's not properly supervised <laughs> um but yeah we are putting both but that those like and you know the last thing is to decrease the um, the risk factor, meaning that if you got the first gout and you're suddenly having a bunch of gout flares with a diuretic, which are like a medication that your doctor is giving you, talk to your doctor to see if there's another medication that potentially could be given instead of that one so that you don't develop this gout flare. So like a blood pressure medicine that's a diuretic is great, but if it causes a gout flare, maybe you want another one. So those would be the principles. I love it. Thank you so much. This was so informative. So I'm actually going to switch gears and ask a few questions about you. And okay. so one of them I always ask is, um, why do you do what you do, Doc? Oh, wow. What a great question. I love what I do. So I did it twice, right? I did uh, my training in France and then I did it again in the US, even though I had the opportunity to choose something else. And I was like, no, I'm not choosing anything else. I love rheumatology. Um, so rheumatology is a really cool specialty because it's super intellectually satisfying. Uh, it's very, it, it goes into the science of things at a very like small level, right? We are looking at the cell level or even at the molecule level with the cytokine, the inflammation and so on. 
And there's three things that I love in medicine. Number one is the diagnostic skill. So the detective work. One of my favorite things is to have patients who are coming with, um, you know, unknown diagnosis. Like we don't know what's going on. They are, they are not doing good. They are not doing well. Mm-hmm. They may have seen like five, six, seven, eight. Sometimes I've had like people who have seen like 10 different people. And I get to put it together and be like, I think you have this, you know, and we're going to start this treatment. Right. So that's the detective work. The second is I, I think we have amazing, amazing drug in my specialty. And so to see the patient get better is super rewarding for me. Uh, I just, I love this. And our treatments are super good in the sense of they are very little side effects. And so it's super rewarding as a physician to see your patient do better. Like, I mean, there's nothing better for me than see my patient live a, live a fully, completely normal life. Uh, and then the last thing, which is kind of going with all of those, is that because a lot of our conditions, rheumatologic conditions, are chronic, mm-hmm. meaning that, yes, I'm going to get you to remission, but you need a treatment for that remission. So I'm going to be in your life uh, on a regular basis. And I love that relationship. Like, that's the reason I did direct care. Because I was like, I want to see my patient. I want to be part of their life. I want them to be part of my life. And they become family. And wow. I just love this. And so I, I get to have this with my patients in rheumatology. So it's wow. it's really like, it's just a, the perfect word for me. So that's that's why I did it twice. And I would did it, do it again and again and again. I just love it. Oh, so it's <laughs> so lucky to have you. Now, the second one, the second question um, is completely different. And um, the way I asked that question, um, if you could meet your 20-year-old self with all the experiences that you've had thus far, what would you say to your 20-year-old self? Or what advice would you give yourself at that age? Huh. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) So 20 years old, I was a medical student in Paris. Mm -hmm. Um. And there's, there's no right or wrong answer. This- I know. Yeah, no, that's such a good question. I think, you know, what's super interesting is that I've always lived my life at that age, especially. I would always be like, I can do whatever I want, but the future me needs to be proud of who I was then. So, you know, like when you're when you're a student, there's like tons of opportunity to have fun. And, and I did have fun, but sometimes I would stop myself in having fun being like, okay, would the future me be proud of what I'm doing right now. Um, But yeah, let me think. I think the biggest thing for me, and that came really like at 40, right? Um, With this cancer fret, not fret, I don't like this cancer scare and this cancer realization. Um, The biggest thing for me was to realize that the most important thing in my life is relationship. I think at 20, probably I would have said, make sure when I think I was taking care of my relationship, but be okay. Like it's going to be fine. Everything is going to be okay. Like, I think, I think if I could say this, like everything is going to be okay. I love it. I love, thank you so much for every, all that guys, you didn't realize it was going to be this good. And it was, thank you so much. So the last question is where can people connect with you? Where can people find you? 
Yeah, thank you so much. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you. Those are fantastic questions out of them, and your patients are so lucky to have you. Um, so yeah, uh, I am. Uh, so I'm. I'm in Colorado. I also uh, have license in Wisconsin and Michigan, and so I'm. Right now, I'm focusing my practice in Colorado, but I'm about to open it to more states because we have telehealth now. And there's a lot that I can actually do uh, through telehealth. Uh, and in general, my practice is called Unabridged MD. Uh, so it's Unabridged MD. Currently, it's Unabridged MD in rheumatology because that's how I do. But I'm really hoping that we're going to expand it and we're going to bring... You know, I really would love to bring acupuncture and Qigong and Reiki and... Uh, tai Chi, and then maybe energy healing, because I'm really fascinated by that. Um, and so you can find me at onabridgemd.com. That's my website. And all of the different social media, onabridgemd. And I talk a lot about rheumatology, but I also share my, um, like some things that have really helped me when I was undergoing uh, cancer therapy. And even, you know, when I have to do my scans regularly, like the fear with tests and so on. So it's really just being super vulnerable because, again, the most important things for me, at least, uh, in my life is the vulnerability and the relationship because I really do think that uh, people are good and so they, they deserve the best of me. So that's that's where I am. So onabridgemd.com and all of the social media, Twitter, TikTok, I think, just started uh, Instagram, Facebook, onabridgemd. That is from guys. So check her out. Thank you so much, Dr. Meek. And for those of you out there looking for a primary care doctor, quality primary care doctor, we're accepting new patients at Apple Valley Family Medicine. Our phone number is 304-350-1087. And you can find us online at www.applevalleyfamilymed.com. So uh, look us up. Uh, and you guys enjoy the rest of your week. And Dr. Amiga, again, thank you so much. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and include a review. Don't forget, you're worth it, and your health is our priority. Tune in for another episode next week, and have a great rest of your week.